Depression, anxiety, and autoimmune symptoms after birth is not how it's supposed to be. There is a much better way, and I'm here to show you how to do just that. Hey, my friend, I'm Miranda Bauer, a mother to four kids and a biology student turned scientist obsessed with changing the world through postpartum care. Join us as we talk to mothers and the providers who serve them and getting evidence-based information that actually supports the mind, body, and soul in the years after birth. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Miranda Bauer here, as always. And I am very, very thrilled to have this conversation today with Erin Carol Manning. She is the founder of Gentle Giraffes and a trained master newborn care specialist. She's a trained postpartum doula, car seat tech, lactation support specialist, so many amazing things. And we're going to have a conversation today about infant gut health. And I have to say, when I first saw you and was like, oh my gosh, she has to come on the podcast. It was a post that you created about gut health. And you said, and I'm going to, I'm going to quote, did you know at age 85, you still have strains of gut bacteria inherited from your mother acquired during your birth and breastfeeding? Your gut affects up to five generations. It's made of your mother's, your grandmother's, your great-grandmother's, and so on. Your children's gut will be made of your gut, your mother's gut, and through the generational line. Okay, that's amazing. So first off, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so honored. I was like so shocked and honored when you uh, reached out and asked uh, to do this podcast with me because you're so well known and you're so good at what you do that I, I was like thrilled. But I also wanted to make sure that I was worthy of being on your podcast. <laughs> you are totally fine. I'm so thrilled to have you really. And I appreciate your kind words and I am very excited to have this conversation. So tell us a little bit about how you came into this, this world of newborn care and gut health, especially in relationship to newborns. So I've always been in the child, the private child care industry. So I started like, as a lot of people do as mother helpers or babysitters. And then kind of, I fell into being a nanny and went the professional route. And then probably about 10 years ago or so, I, I always knew that I was meant for something more, but in anything else I ever did that didn't involve children, I, I couldn't handle. <laughs> um, so I always went back to it. So I ended up falling in love with being a nanny. And then, like I said, I wanted something more. And I found a postpartum doula course and I took that and it was wonderful. The, the, the um, instructor's great. The information was great. Although I felt like for myself, it was more, um, more aligned with, with caring for the mother and caring for the household than it did for caring for the baby. And I'm more in the, in the wanting to make sure that the newborn is taken care of and there's somebody advocating for them. So I just kept on looking and looking. I took some local courses that were that called themselves newborn care specialist courses. And then I finally tapped into um, the number one national newborn care company. And I took their class and went straight through all the way through their master's. And with that, it's opened my eyes in so many different areas of what goes on with the newborn. Um, and there was a class that we took in our master's that was through one of um, uh, another um, master NCS 
about guts. And I was so impressed and so shocked that we, we literally, our guts are made up of five generations and that's kind of like where it all started. So let's have a conversation and, and talk about this, your, your guts affect of five generations. What the heck does that mean? How is this impactful for us? So if we think about it, um, as women, we hold eggs. So like my eggs were inside my, my mother, which also on one of her eggs and those eggs were inside her grandmother. So everything that we put in our body is affecting everything that's already in our body. So as we grow and we mature, so do the eggs that are inside of us, no matter what generation it is. So we're also getting a lot of that nutrients and all that stuff from the generations or or how they're feeding their body. So that's really how it affects all of us um, up to five different generations. It might even be more, um, but I know it's up to at least five, which is really fascinating because nobody thinks about that. Like I never thought about, oh yeah, my eggs were also my grandmother. They're also my mom. They're also, you know, nobody really thinks about. Whereas like, if I were to have children, my, you know, they, they'd be part of me. They'd be part of, you know, my child or my grandchildren and, and going forward. We all think about lineage and we all think about how um, we get so many of our characteristics or our um, traits or any of that kind of stuff from our lineage. But nobody really thinks about like we get our organs or we get any of our um, inside stuff from them. So I find it really interesting. I find it really interesting, too, because sometimes I've been able to pinpoint um, some of the some of the gut issues that babies had based on what the parents are eating, um, you know, and being able to help them as well. So it's just I don't know. I just find it so interesting with that. It is. I mean, that's a really good word for it is interesting because this is not something that we are really studying. Again, I I think that's where I normally bring people on is because and talk about stuff related to things that we're not studying or we're just discovering in science. And this is one of those areas. And so uh, there are a ton of things that really impact a newborn's gut. And before we talk about what those things are that impact a newborn gut, let's talk a little bit about why that's important. What happens when we don't take notice of gut health, when we don't take care of our gut health, especially related to newborns? Well, as we know through some of the research that has been done is that we have the the gut is connected to the brain. Um, So that really, I mean, that just affects everything right there. We also know through um, doing, you know, um, stool samples of what is actually in our body too by testing them. And again, that comes through our gut as well. So between those kind of two things, we can we know a lot about how it's going to affect the person in general. So if we don't have a healthy gut and we don't have a good gut lining, that can really wreak havoc on a lot of our other systems. We can have um, you know different food or or liquids go through the uh, or what they call leaky gut is just food and liquids are going through the gut and getting into our bloodstream, which is actually not really good for us. You know, you see a lot of people with psoriasis or eczema um, or for like myself, I have had a dairy issue my entire life. Um, not, it's more like a sensitivity. If I have too much of it, I end up, um, itching on the inside. So 
if you take all of that and how we're actually handling our food, and then we're going to be ingesting it ourselves. And then if we're breastfeeding or if we're going to formula feed too, we got to think about what is making up all of that into something that's so pure as a newborn, something that has never had anything else except for, you know, the natural stuff that it gets, the nutrients it gets while it's in the womb. Um, we all know that if we don't have, you know, good food, how it can affect us. So how is that actually affecting the baby too? And it's affecting them tenfold. We see it with a lot of babies who have colic. And a lot of times we have to go back to, okay, there's something going on with the digestive system. 99% of the time, there's always something with the digestive system. Um, not saying that's the only thing we have to go back to, um, and how is that going to develop with them? I mean, it's really hard to just kind of explain on how it really affects because it affects everything. So what I learned when I was in class, and there's no fault to anybody who chooses to go the formula route or not, is that if you give your child um, form, I mean, uh, breast milk for the first six months and nothing else, nothing can actually get through it. You're not going to create a leaky gut. You're not going to create any you know, bad um, intestinal uh, problems. With with just that, they've done studies in Africa where they've given babies completely just breast milk, even with mothers who have been HIV positive and they were never HIV positive. Now, once you start to introduce something that is not breast milk, it opens up a whole nother can of worms, which is no fault of anything because there's a lot of babies who really need, they need um, you know, medical intervention right away. They need all sorts of different things. But these are just things that we're learning about how to protect the gut and how it can actually affect what we give the baby can affect them then and also as time goes on. It's so true. I mean, it, it, the world as you described it is really created within the gut, like the worlds of our newborns. And we call it the second brain. And I would not be surprised if here very soon in the next few decades, it becomes the first brain. Our gut is so intrinsically important to our entire bodies. They run so many functions, your hormones, gut health, right? That's, that's gut health. Your brain health is really your gut health. When we talk about mental health disorders, like depression, anxiety, based in your gut health, right? We have so many components of this, your skin health that goes a bit, again, your gut, the way you uh, remove toxins from your body goes back to your gut. Like that is so much in relationship to what we are doing as humans. Well, if you, yes. If you think about it though, obviously the umbilical cord is connected to the stomach because that's how they get food. So literally that's connected directly to the gut right there from like day one, as soon as they're conceived, their gut is being formed. Um, so it really is. I mean, it could go back to your right would be the first brain. I never really thought about it being the first brain until you said it, but that's true because of that's really where it's connected. Where I always thought like the neck and everything was probably be the first in the, in, in rules the body, but no, it's the gut. Yeah, it, it's so it's so true. And we really need to take that into consideration as we are growing a human being within our body. I mean, so often, and I, I talk about this, how we are so nutrient depleted, right? But it's not just, we have to understand that it's not just our body or our baby's body. It is also the generations before us. And I I hear often, I hear this so often, but why is it so hard? Like I have all of these things that I have to deal with and it's just so frustrating. And it's like that gentle reminder that, hey, because it's not all you anymore. 
it's it's the generations before you and what our mothers endured and our grandmothers and our great grandmothers endured, the stress, the trauma, the uh, famines, the war, that all of that literally is carried at a cellular level and impacts your entire body, not just your gut, right? We, we know that that trauma and stress impacts at least seven generations, right? Whereas we know that gut health scientifically uh, affects up to five generations. That's all we know as of right now. That's all, you know, eventually <laughs> we'll come out and be like, actually it's all generations, right? But <laughs> our health is greatly impacted. And so, so many of us are struggling mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, and we're breaking these patterns, right? We hear all the time, breaking generational patterns. And that is so hard to do because you're carrying the weight, you're carrying the burden of all of the women and people before you. Yeah, it, it it amazes me that we're just kind of figuring this out now, especially um, in the United States with the amount of research and, and um, knowledge that we have too. Um, but it's, you're so right. Everything affects us on a cellular level. I, um, I've always believed that if we can get women to have an abundance of nutrients or dense nutrients before they conceive... Now, I don't know if this is scientific. This is just my own you know, thought that they could reduce the amount of um, morning sixes that they might have or reduce the amount of um, how tired they might be. Um, you know, all those different things that women kind of go through, especially the first trimester, because they've their their baby isn't taking from a nutrient dense person. They their body is the baby's getting enough. You're also having enough because at the same time, you are also replenishing what you are going um, because now that you're pregnant, you're like, oh, now I got to really actually do something. But if we can get to them before they conceive, I truly believe that it would make pregnancy a lot easier, at least the the, the first trimester um, easier. Yes. It, and I truly believe that and have experienced that myself. And I have was just recently sharing with someone who came to me and was asking about preconception and they had how they were so sick with their previous uh, a baby and they want another, but the idea of having that happen again is just not feasible. So how do you prepare? And preparing your gut health is one of those things. Become a postpartum university professional. Our evidence-based trainings, guides, downloads, tools, and community membership is now open for applications. Join us as we learn, connect, and implement better care practices for ourselves and for our clients we serve. You can learn more at postpartumu, the letter u.com slash membership. I want to talk a little bit about a hot topic regarding newborns and probiotics. I would love to get your opinion on what you feel is, is is this a necessary? Should we be giving our newborns probiotics? Is it is it circumstantial? Is it under certain certain circumstances in which we should be doing that or considering that? Or should we be focusing specifically on things like the way you birth your baby and and breastfeeding your baby and those kinds of things. Does nature do it on its own? Do we need, I I have so many questions. I'd love (laughs) to hear your thoughts. So uh, my first, my first answer is that I think it's going to be dependent on how the, uh, how the baby was born. 
Um, because if, if the mother needed to be, have antibiotics, yes, I 100% would say that the baby should have, uh, probiotics, but I also believe babies should have prebiotics too. Just like, I think, um, we should have prebiotics and probiotics because they both actually balance it out. As we know, probiotics is to help to bring in the gut, the good, um, gut flora and prebiotics is to be able to kind of keep the, the, the ones that are already there. Whereas, you know, antibiotics just kind of wipes them all out. I do really believe that um, the way you birth is going to affect the person's or the baby's gut. Now, we know that when you come through the, the canal, the baby gets all sorts of different types of bacteria. Uh, the birth canal gets all sorts of different types of uh, bacteria just from just from that. We know that from um, there's a lot of studies going out or a lot of different hospitals do seeding where they take the 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 microbiomes from the um or the bacteria from the vaginal um canal and wipe the baby with it if they were a C-section. So we obviously know there's something positive about that. Um when it comes to what like I said I think it just really is going to depend on how they deliver. I think it also depends on how the mother's choosing to to breastfeed or to formula feed. Either one is fine. And how the baby's reacting. I don't think it's always going to be something that you do every single time. I think if you put those three together and you kind of figure it out and see what the baby's doing and, and what they're telling you might be the way that you would choose if you're going to do a, a probiotic or not. I have a lot of clients where we don't, I don't recommend probiotics because the baby's not showing me signs that they need it. There's no eczema. There's no colickiness. There's no... Uh, they had a vaginal delivery. They didn't have any um, medical intervention, any of that kind of stuff. And I would say, if baby's doing well, we shouldn't we shouldn't give them anything, you know, because our bodies are supposed to do everything for us. If you have a C-section, yes, I highly recommend it um, because you've also had pain. Well, the mother has had pain medicine, um, an IV. There's all sorts of different things that could go on. Um, so I do recommend that too, to be able to help clear that out as well. That's really my recommendations that I give. I try to give, you know, keep it to nature as much as nature, see what's actually going on instead of just assuming that every baby needs this. I also do believe that um, chiropractic work is really helpful for the, for the digestive system. So if we can also get babies to see chiropractors, I think that's going to be really helpful as well, because we have a lot of babies that are constipated and it could just be because the digestive system, um, it needs a little tweaking or a little alignment. Yeah. That birth is such a difficult process, no matter how you give birth, right? That little yes. baby squeeze through something, right? It's, it can be a little bit challenging. So I'm so glad that you mentioned chiropractic care because it's been a game changer for, for me when having my newborns. And I am a huge proponent of letting nature do its work. And there are definitely certain situations and circumstances in which, you know, considering probiotics for newborns might be the way to go. Uh, and just paying really close attention to how your newborn reacts. I think that's absolutely amazing advice. I was actually... Um, uh, doing some research recently for an upcoming project. And I found this really interesting article on how we, we the theory used to be that the, the womb was a very sterile place and that a baby didn't get its gut microbiome or get any sort of healthy bacteria because we're covered in healthy bacteria, right? Um, until the actual birth experience. And that myth has been completely busted. 
that is no longer the thing. So we know that the womb is actually not a sterile environment and that our gut health is actually shaping our baby's gut health and skin health and bacterial health within the womb environment. And that giving birth uh, vaginally will help populate those those uh, those good qualities, those good bacterias uh, within our baby in a very positive way. It's like the extra oomph, the extra addition. And I just thought that was really interesting. Again, here the science is ever growing, ever expanding. Um, it's very new. We're entering in this new space, but recognizing that hey, that might change here very soon as well, right? As especially as we dig deeper and deeper into the significance of gut health and how it impacts us and how we begin our gut health, right? Again, it's not it's no longer at the at the birth, it's now in the womb as we know it, right? Well, that goes back to what I said earlier about, um, you know, before conception is kind of getting the, the you know, um, overload of, of nutrients. If, if, you, if you know you're actively trying to have a child, try to get into the best, you know, um, prenatals that you can, eat some really good high-end nutrient foods just to kind of build that up because you're absolutely right. The baby in the womb it's not sterile. That's where their their uh, body is learning so much right from day one, literally day one, before we're even pregnant. I mean, before we even know we're pregnant, <laughs> um, it happens. So, uh, you know, I do de definitely agree with that. That's where it's shaping. So it's not when the baby comes out. We have to look at what's going on when they on the inside and really get down to that. I also do agree that there are there are like billions and billions of different types of, of, of gut microbes and every baby or every person has needs, needs are different. So I could recommend this kind to, you know, this client, but I'd be over here going and recommending another kind for another client because not no two babies are like no uh, probiotics are going to be the same for each one of them. So it also depends on like what's going on also depends on, I like to do some digging a lot of times my clients are like, are you an investigator? Because um, <laughs> I like to ask them like, what, what were they eating? How did they deliver? What was going on? And the same thing for like breastfeeding. If they're having a hard time, especially at the beginning, or they come home from the hospital and they're like, oh, the baby was breastfeeding. Great. And I, I'm like, okay, but you had two days worth of IVs. So a lot of that was probably just maybe IV li liquid that was coming through their diaper instead of, you know, actual milk. And they're like, oh my gosh, I never thought about that. So now we might have to go back to square one with the breastfeeding, which is kind of the same thing with the, with the gut too, because depending on how they were delivered and then when they come home, it's, it's like two totally different things too, for, for me and what I see. Yeah, so true. And for those of you who are listening and Aaron and I are just having a really fun conversation regarding newborn uh, leaky gut and, and all things related to the gut microbiome. It's such a fascinating thing. And just understand that no matter where you are, if this isn't something that you've ever heard of before, just know that it wasn't something that I ever heard of before. It wasn't something that I was able to prepare for my children, but my children are still okay, right? And your children are still okay too. So if you have the privilege of knowing this information before you even get pregnant, 
Yes. Amazing. Kudos to you. Um, and if you're, you know, in pregnancy or already postpartum, totally fine. We all feel you. And there are things that we can do to really support and grow our, our baby's gut microbiome and, and our own as well. Uh, so just take note of that. It's not like a lost cause or anything of that that sort. It's just a really fun conversation where we start to, we're, we're learning. We're literally learning this conversation uh, and and the ins and outs of it. And so just take note of that as as we're we're exploring this some more. So it's Aaron, also thank really you interesting. so much. Oh, you're welcome. I was just gonna say too that I have a I had a client a couple of years ago that has a has a son that has a lot of allergies. And so they entered into a um a study about allergies and stuff. And one of the things that they wanted, especially for the second child, is they wanted um an exclusively breastfed baby. So, but they wanted their stool samples from like day one and also from their their older child's stool samples too. So they're literally looking at the stool samples to see if they can find out if there's if there's allergy if they can find out if there's allergies through that too and what bothers them and what might have changed so they were had to give different samples throughout this whole research project it's like a two year research project so it's still going on um but i found that so fascinating when the when my client was telling me about that because here we've got a brand new baby who we all look at as you know um you know a clean slate and this research is like, no, I just want their first poop. And now they want their like, you know, uh, another diaper in like two weeks or something like that. Cause they want to see the difference of how it's changed, which I thought was so fascinating and really interesting and love that this client entered into it. She's very in um, science-based. She's a science teacher too. Um, so she was, she was happy to do it, but it, it's amazing to see what is out there. Amazing to see what clients are willing to do. And um, because it really helps me to be able to give more knowledge uh, to them and be able to guide them in the right direction. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much again for your time and your attention to this and just having this really important conversation. It's so much fun. Uh, and I can't wait to see in the next few years and the new de- decades ahead, what this really entails and how this transforms. And I'm totally here for it. Yes, me too. Thank you again for having me. I am so grateful you turned into the Postpartum University podcast. We've hoped you enjoyed this episode enough to leave us a quick review. And more importantly, I hope more than ever that you take what you've learned here, applied it to your own life and consider joining us in the Postpartum University membership. It's a private space where mothers and providers learn the real truth and the real tools needed to heal in the years postpartum. You can learn more at www postpartum you that's the letter you.com we'll see you next week